Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the the Ouija Ouija board, celebrating the true 10-year anniversary of the Bobcast. So 10 years ago today, usually your episodes come out on Thursday. I dropped this Friday morning. So it could could be the actual 10-year anniversary, right? And the other thing, too, is that like... Mathematics. We did a show. Oh, by the way, welcome back, uh, MK. We had such fun last Saturday. I was like, let's bring him back for my uh, year in review. Let's go. Also, also like the 10-year Bobcast review. You know what I mean? Like where it went, where it's going, and what it wants to be. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. True. So we're out here uh, Saturday morning. Not really cold. You know, it's kind of like mild. It feels good. We just had a chat with this nice old guy. We raised his frequency up, you know. This is Got true. his vibe going. Ooh. But yeah, 10 years ago, I came home. Basically, at that time, I had just moved into my new home and I had an iPad. Remember the iPad sensation back in 2013 where it was like, yes, I we do. We were drawing nonstop. We were doing Sensor Comics, yeah. right? So, Sensor Comics was our yeah. online comic. We had a webpage. We had like flyers. Went to the trade God, I shows. wanted that to be a reality. Imagine if that reality spun out and like we had like a whole sensor uh, verse. Remember the cardboard cutout with like the graphic depiction of violence? Yeah, yeah. Let me see your. Let me see how you're talking. Check one, two. This yeah, is see, MK. you're good. Last time we Line were like this, the but the whole time we we're like da, 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 da. see like the lines right there. <laughs> like we're you screaming. want to be like this. See me? We're Ooh, watch out! Yeah, we're yeah. popping. Yeah, you I was were sniffling. Pop. I'm gonna try you not to pop. sniffle as much you this crackle. week. You will snap. Yeah. Okay, so. The whole thing starts with the iPad, right? So the iPad and also the tradition of being a man in America, falling asleep to televisions. I grew weary of it by my 33, 33rd year of existence. And I wanted something new to fall asleep to. And it's hard for me. I just can't go lay down sometimes. I got to like wind down mentally. That's where I found the podcast. I had heard since 2008 of the podcast. Shout out to my boy, Art Fenega. He was a DJ who released podcasts um like mixes on the podcast itunes thing do you remember like back in the day like on the ipod like where you would you know like you would get updates on it good morning how you doing how are you you would get updates on your like ipad or uh, what was it called not ipad ipod yeah my bad the ipod would like update podcasts never had an ipod really never Oh, I'm sorry. Some of uh, the coffee from this morning just came up and went back down. Well, acid reflux here yeah. on the trip. Well, I went to a party last night and I imbibed a little bit too much. Whew. It's the holiday season, so whoop dee woo. <laughs> but anyway, dude, I started falling asleep to Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman. Oh, no I thought you started that. podcasting to wind down. No, so you like started I started listening. No, to I started podcasts. listening and like it was the summer right. of 2013 and. Uh, I got hooked, and I went through all the Fat Man on Batmans. I uh, was thinking in my head, like, where is the studio? Where's the Fat Cave? Like, The Fat Cave, that's what we called it? I don't know if you ever, like, referred to it as that, but, I mean, he had Mark Hamill on, who voiced the Joker. There's just really, really good material, you know what I mean? And, like, my bad. It's all good. 
So like, um, I liked it. And uh, you know, at the time, Downtown Harvest, if you recall, was uh, reuniting briefly. Like we'd do a show and then like, you know, Chris would want to like break it up that night. You know what I mean? And I'd just be like, ah. you know what I mean? I needed something solid, something that I could like rely on for my creativity to be dumped in. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to make my own show. And, you know, I chose my own name because I was a narcissist back then. You know, the Bobcast, right? Technically, I should have did some trademark stuff, right? But I was young. You know what I mean? I was the age of Jesus when he was crucified, really. <laughs> but I mean, I guess you're still young, you know. But anyway, just hit record one night. Actually, just I didn't even have the microphone in the beginning. It was just recording kind of like what we're doing now with the voice memo. Back to the basics. We are back to basics 10 years later. We're out in the woods now, though. But in the beginning, if you recall, the show was like kind of like a comedy sketch. You know what I mean? Like there We was had various, yeah. Sal Vick skits. is big. Mitch Vick is big. You were my brother, Mitch Vick is big. and uh, Bro, the good old days of the podcast were so pop. <laughs> yeah. It was I such mean, like, pop art. We were trying just to be poppy, man. Uh, tech like Andy Warhol style. Yeah, like the prank phone calls, man. I'm I, I'm like too old now in a way, I feel like, but I could get back into that character, but it's like that character was that time specifically in my life. Yeah, you know? that was quite the altar. In the early persona. 30. Remember like the feeling of like turning like 30? Like I think that the 30 was like uh, the year scarier 2010. Than yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh not a bad year. Well, you know, I always say I'm in my third set of twenties now. That's what's up. And I definitely feel like that. A lot of 20 year anniversaries occurring in my life and uh, they're more vibrant and alive than they were 20 years ago. And it's the craziest experience. Like what? Like, what are you talking? Well, like I was talking to you yesterday about performing a 20 year old Christmas song I wrote at a uh, town manor west in Norristown for the group of resident patients. Yeah. Tell at, everybody at about the, that uh, real quick. Tell, tell them about your outfit, the band and stuff like huh. that. Well, like I said, it's it's like I said here last time exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's is not it a, the exact same spot? Yeah, it's not a Dude, band. That happened yesterday. Here. That's how we roll. It's not a band. It's a ministry. It's unnamed ministry, and uh, we we did a little Christmas presentation at Town Manor West in Norristown for the residents, and we played some songs. We played some saxophone. I performed a twenty-year-old Christmas song I wrote in a elf on the shelf outfit this time and it was just a blast man uh video coming soon uh to my phone i can't share it for legal reasons but i'm very humbled by the uh uh performance and it just feels great to warm people's hearts and let them know that someone loves them someone cares about them yeah that's awesome man i applaud you on that because it's great that you've also found a creative outlet like um that involves god Jesus oh, yeah. and spirituality. Yeah, I mean, like, playing the church band's just been awesome for me. Yeah, I can't imagine. I got to come check you out because I'm always doing my know, yeah. logistics ministry at my church, Conchalkin Vineyard, Yep. when you're performing in your worship band and it's, like, cross-conflict. But I imagine uh, January will free everything up. We'll yeah, there. I got a couple spots I'm playing in January. Uh, anybody wants to come see me, I think it's January the 18th. I mean, I never really thought about advertising for it, but I mean, January 18th is the actual date that I first felt the power of Christ. Wow. That's weird. Yeah, that's true. Here we go with the, you know, all these uh, coincidences. Dates, times, numerology, Deuteronomy. Yeah, Yeah, man. It's all real. It's all, it's all there. You just lean back. But yeah, 10 years ago, I wasn't even in that. We both, both of us weren't serving the Lord at all really i mean yeah, I, I i, I, I shouldn't speak for you in that but i, I can out. say no, i was out yeah i was not uh being a good 
person either. Like, you know, so it's easy for me to be candid enough to say that, you know, for reasons. I started to, I started to podcast because I, I was in this band called Downtown Harvest, for those who don't know. And like, <laughs> dude, like, it got close, you know? And the relevance of like, you know, when you walk into a place and people know you from a band and then the band breaks up and you're young, it's easy. Like, you know what I mean? It's easy to fall trapped to like, you know, the feelings of like not, you know, really matching up. So I wanted to do the podcast really to maintain some sort of relevance in the, uh, you know, in the social community. And in the beginning, I was interviewing a lot of local bands. Remember, like I was interviewing people that was after who, the celebrity jaunt. Right. Oh, I forgot about the celebrity John. Yeah. So right out the gate, I mean, like, you know, I think it was right, like after episode 64, I started to get to the point where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go after all the top guys. You know, I sent the like, query letters to Kevin Smith. I sent query letters to, you know, David Dautzmalchen, uh, you know, like avant garde And I was able to get a few that were, you know, I mean, I interviewed Darius Schooly Miles, D. Is that who? No, who was the drummer for a Daru Jack Jones White? for Daru. Jack White, who also played with Nas. He was on the show three times. And then Schooly D. That was early. Dude, days. Schooly D. I, I remember that night. It was back in the day, right? Zoom didn't even exist. Nothing like you know where you could connect with somebody on location. Like he called me like all whacked out, like and like the phone was pressed up against his mouth. So half the time I couldn't even really understand what he was saying. And I felt like, you know, I can't correct him, you know. Then I got Brandon Novak right when uh, he got sober from uh, Jackass and Westchester, Bam's friend. What an odyssey. That was like, I think, much later, though. But uh, one of the coolest ones ever was when I interviewed this. Uh, I, I can't even remember his real name, but he's Mr. Data from the band Big Data. Oh, I had yeah. to like go through like management to like talk to him, but he's got this song called "Dangerous" that I still listen to on rotation on my Spotify. Didn't we go to that kind of that show? Too? We did. Yes. Remember the girl? The wall, Remember yeah. the lead singer that you fell in love with? Uh, of course I do. And we climb. I climbed up on that wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. I was up there, always making a scene. But uh, that was good because it was like the first time I had actually interviewed somebody I was like a real true fan of, you know, like and uh, that album. I think it's uh 4.0 or 3.0. I can't recall, but God, it was great. Um, then I interviewed the lead singer from Dispatch, which is a hippie band that my buddy Will knew. I didn't realize how cold following, right? Well, I didn't realize how big that 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 episode got me so many hits and like opened up, you know, the audience. Like so many people had downloaded that. And then after that, I mean, like, I guess, like, yeah, the celebrity stuff. And then, like, I guess got over that because I had read something. I, I'm so, like, remiss. I can't remember this term, but I think about it a lot. I think it came from the Roman culture. And it's like when one uh, tries to get to certain levels of success by feeding off of others' energies. And, you know, that's You're what usurping? Something like that. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, the more famous person I got, the more... Uh, hits I'd get on the show, the more dopamine, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And uh, I was wise enough at one point to just realize, like, dude, this isn't like social media, some, somewhere along the line in the 2010s, went from being a great utility oh, tell me about to it. just a nasty well, son of a bitch that you don't want to like ever see. A you couple know? things happened. One, all the 
social medias went public, you know, Facebook went public, Twitter went public, and they began to uh, demand profit. So they had to fix the algorithms to make it more profitable. And then it, social media started posting you or whatever. It started playing you, this, that, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the computers started you know, playing you. And it just became boring to me. I didn't get political. I didn't get offended. It just became boring due to that fact. The timeline was no longer accurate or linear, chronological, if you will. And it just became a bore. You want to be like right there. Bob is the nursery, the nurse here at the True Bobcast. Well, here's your audio link. See, like you want to be like where I'm at. See that right there? Yes. So like, see check one, two, check so one, two. Monitors, like, you know, back in the day. And that's also the other thing, too, is like the gear changed, you know? So like in the beginning, I had a really crappy microphone. Then I saved up some money, got a really good yeti right the yeti oh, the, years yeah, the blue the yeti remember i almost froze it to death one night yeah dude you deconstructed it remember <laughs> I, like i woke up and like not only did you take it apart but you like took the mic apart like you yeah. you tried to find the hidden meaning of like tesla's like auditorial <laughs> like purposes in life michelangelo I, I, I and meanwhile i was so hung over i'm just like what the fuck like my you were kind of upset my... i felt bad it's okay though, you know but also too that was like you know when i was full of strife every time i see in a blue opposition. yeti in best buy i think of that moment. yeah dude but you know getting the new gear then i started to you know I, rogan at the time starts to get real popular in like 2015 i mean he had been doing it for a while but in 2016 ish he starts to branch out into like the the main pop you know culture stream and uh that's when i was like all right i gotta get some uh mic stands and then you know what i mean like that you know whole who, time you know like, secretly kind of the godfather of all this you no 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 come on the oh, uh, just, Tom Green. Oh yeah, you know I know Tom he's Green's the, history of the of course, Tom yeah, Green Show live yeah, on the Joe internet. Yeah, Joe Rogan gives him credit sometimes. Yeah, for you being must know. One of the first people to, uh, you know, live, live broadcast stream, from his house, audio and video. Also, uh, the the Podfather. Oh, I forget his name. He was a VJ on MTV. Dan Cortez. No. Uh, uh, I sent you a link to him when he just recently came to Jesus. Uh, if you, if you Google a Podfather bless. comes to Jesus on Rogan, it's a great little clip. But uh, he was the first guy to ever do a podcast. He is the podfather. Oh. Um, I feel well, like such an idiot. So, yeah, take, take over for a second. Let we me are uh, do some good. We're of the, of the podcast legend. And I must say, we really do need to fact check here on the true podcast. I know. Sometimes I'm so just great like, oh. to have. And I love listening and then just, like, thinking about the things that are said on the podcast and, like, actually analyzing the truth. No disrespect. But, uh, yeah, so the other thing that happened back in 2011, 2012, 2013 to social media is around 2015, there was something of a digital deluge in our world where the amount of data that was created, distributed, and uh, chronicled or stored increased exponentially. If you look at graphs and charts, this wave of digital data flew to an all-time high. (laughs) Bunny years. It flew to an all-time high where so much information was being stored in the cloud and transmitted through our phones computers wireless technology that it overflowed our sensory dude overflowed our senses and it just became this influx of unfollowable information and we became crazy 2016 trumpo etc exactly dude and like you know i never actually said the words but like what a minute ago it was just like it was a fun utility and then it became almost like a bad ex-girlfriend or boyfriend or ex-it you know what i mean like the only people that call the you know customers users or drug dealers in social media 
And I think we talked about that last time, but it's true. They gave it away for free and then they charged it. And now it's just being cut with uh, yep. advertisements and it's watered down and it's not as effective. The dopamine isn't as good and it's harder to get hits and likes and natural communication and connection or that first high. Yeah. So like one of the things that really opened up the podcast too for me was uh, True Detective. Oh, like, yeah. So True Detective, the first season, like uh, we were in the midst of in the midst of podcasting so much that we were totally comfortable enough to tackle it and do like a summary and like offer up crazy like remember like all the um like you, you like predicted how it would end we had a lot of predictions and ruminations and yeah. understandings <laughs> and we were that was legit man i remember doing it from work office one night yeah yeah i, I just that. remember the uh thrill of watching the true detective show and then knowing the, the music podcast. man the music in the beginning Oh, all those dusty. Oh, I can't remember the lyrics now because it's been almost that's 10 years, right? Like, how many? Yeah, 10 years. So, in like, January. True Detective, True Bobcast, that was is, and that's about to start up again next month when True Detective Night Country returns to the max. So, tune in. We'll be doing weekly episodes of it. My prediction already, to. and yes. unfortunately, don't you know, <laughs> hear me on this, but it's going to be the woke True Detective, bro. Oh, no, because what? Pizzy's out? Because Pizzy's out. And it's all woke. I mean, that's, I'm not saying that with any bias. I'm just saying it as, you know, you understand what I'm saying. I think that was my last query letter was to Pizzy. Nick Pizzolato from True Detective. We tried to get him on the show. Oh, he tried to go woke in season two, you know? I think that season two was rushed. You know, I got to go back and watch it, dude. Like I tried. It's bad. It's not bad. It's just kind of boring. Remember uh, the house that they filmed uh, one of the horrific scenes in was like a house that uh Galasso lived in uh yeah we had dude that was an element of the true bobcast true. season two did we have true. him on the show <laughs> to talk about it we had images Mike Galasso, yeah. we yeah, had yeah. images displayed dude look at the water right now how beautiful that looks with <sighs> the white rush. car bang yeah, white caps as my father would call them so yeah we got the um so then like uh my grandmom at the time had to move into town manor west where you just performed because she was getting a little bit old and falling and then you moved into my grandmom's house and then there began a new really fun stage of podcasting for me was um the round table era when we had the two um not i think i had a yeti and had a snowball microphone but they were on like these like cranes where we didn't have to you know like little like uh, mic stands that remember how we had to like clip them to the table with, like yeah the cardboard the doctor it didn't strange fit wood block we're down here at bell's mills here we are not many cars. Remember the last time we were here, dude? It was like nobody. It was silent. We had People must be thinking, traffic. like, who are these guys? You look like you're dressed like John Rambo right now, dude. Thanks again for commenting on my attire. And uh, once again, my outfit furnished by Father's Closet in my dad's attic. So wait, that's, that's your dad's pants right there? Can't hear you. Bell's there you <laughs> That's your dad's pants? These are not dad's pants. They're just the jacket today. Yeah, that's a good name for a brand. Dad's pants. Dad's pants? A little 2014, but no, nah, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, speaking of my father, we used to fish right over here. Yeah, me and Drew used to fish right I over there. I used to hate fishing as a child. I was impatient. Couldn't wait for them to invent the internet so they could cure boredom. But we're in here now on Bell's Mills, avoiding uh, being pancaked. Avoiding death. These, uh, drivers who are hasty. <laughs> hasty drivers. Uh, they don't care about us down here at Bell's Mills. They, they only yield at one area.
Pro tip, whenever walking and crossing streets, you always got to give the peace sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Look, look, look what's going on right now in front of me. Look at his backpack. Look at his clothes. It's a false flagger right there. What's he we got a false flagger here. Look, just like your outfit last week, he's wearing the same thing. He's even got the backpack on that matches it. He's walking like he's going to a false flag. Let's investigate here on the show. Here True. we go. <laughs> True. I mean, who walks like that? A hiker? Okay, yeah, maybe you're right. Okay, so back Sorry to the, the, the reviews. So that was a great time because, one, it was the first time it actually felt like a like a show. You it know got what I mean? communal. It got real communal. Well, the circle table, like, you know, like many people came. I think it was like, uh, I think I had a couple Bobcast All-Star nights where four to five people would be on the show at once with just the Yeti microphone and omnidirectional. How you doing, man? In the, in the middle of the table. And then uh, I, you and I just had some legendary moments there that were just... <laughs> hysterical you know what i mean like aunt peggy or aunt patty that had to be all oh my god all right let's talk about it okay so oh my god so aunt terry right we had (laughs) yeah let's talk about i don't think i've ever talked about this but uh terry aunt terry had came on the show and if y'all know who aunt terry is great but if not just do a little goog you know and if you know who uh mary pat is or aunt mary pat from delco You'll do some more research and you'll see that there was a long gestating feud between the two. There was a for Philly's, Yeah, for uh, Philly's uh, number one aunt. You know what I mean? Or, yes, yes, yes. Which is like a comedic character from Delco. She talks like she said, oh, the birds, you know? And like, I thought she was hysterical, dude. Like, I thought, one, there, I didn't know who she was. And I, I um, sent her a query letter saying I was a big fan. Showed her, you know... That's the thing, too, is like when you're sending query letters out, you had to like show a CV of, well, here's when I interviewed Schooly D, you know, how humiliating. I'm so glad that stuff is over, dude. Like, it's not humiliating. It's just like I know, I'm just that nature dramatic. of the business of being like, well, here's what I've done. It's like, dude, like the stuff I've done doesn't define me today. And I hate how that's like how our <clears throat> minds think, like our resume is like, I'm a totally different person today than I was yesterday. How about my resume for today? Every you know? day is new. I like that. Here's my resume for today. Here's my resume for today. Did we just come up with a brand new catchphrase here on the True Podcast? So, yeah, dude. Uh, good times. Aunt Terry comes. I, um, I, I don't want to know who she is beforehand, right? So, like, beforehand, I, um, I say, hey, let's. Let's just do this in character, right? I th- I think I off- also like adopted like almost like a David Letterman person during the- these times where I wasn't really, I was like Bob, but I wasn't really Bob, like because I was in on the the joke. So the first podcast we do like forty five minutes, and it's funny. The birds, are, I think, were like in the Super Bowl, so it was very proper, you know. And then at the end, dude, she takes off her short Bob wig. And reveals like this, like long flowing, beautiful black Italian hair. You know what I mean? And turns out her name is not Terry. Her name was Genevieve, and she was, you know, very talented. She was a voice actress, you know, and uh, had her back a few times. And then at one point, like I had been doing the podcast for so long, dude, that like I thought to myself, well, I would like to try to produce other podcasts. Remember, I was like. I yeah, can uh, produce uh, other shows and then, like, you know, start like a brainstorming. Pod- well, I wanted to do like the podcast network thing, remember? And like, morning, how you doing? 
and you know that that idea fell real flat real quick podcast <laughs> so, network huh podcast network i was trying to make a network i wanted to have aunt terry on the network you know and i wanted to have like you have your own show called fat laces uh, i always thought that was just kind of well i mean like it was an idea chat you know but fat laces would have been a great show with you and my one friend from work who was like a big sneakerhead. But anyway, with Aunt Terry, yeah, she comes over for the meeting and you show up in your full peacock mode and uh, <laughs> just scare you, you sunder from right off well, the bat. You sunder. I, it was not my intention to sun. I, I, I know, I was but that was back when you were in peacock protective. days. Yeah. Well, that was 2019. I had must have been uh, um, working 80 hours a week. You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever. But anyway, the you show never the show never happened <laughs> as no. a direct result of yeah the, the tension was palpable. Oh that my night god, in the studio. She's she comes down after freshening herself up, and uh, she's like, "Well, why are you living like a college dorm room kid, like insulting my home?" So that's what set it off, Bob. Let's be clear. I I have nothing to report on that. Women like to have a little pokey. What are you, they Sean like Connery? Me. Give her a little slap. I'm not Sean Connery, but uh, yeah, she poked the bear. You know what I mean? She poked the bear. Regardless, everything happens for a reason. But this era, like so many other eras, was fun, palatable. Yeah. We also, at the time, were playing in the band Pocket Dial, and we would make music videos <laughs> oh, on man. Friday night upstairs in my grandma's uh, spare bedroom. We got a green screen. And I just recently showed Tyler his uh, debut, debut music video in Pop, Pop Riot because I, I put the Pocket Dial webpage back out on Facebook so people can see stuff again. Oh, Resurrection Day indeed so uh yeah i showed the video to tyler he loved it but yeah it was it was a great era but like so many other things got to come to a close came right? crashing so, down that era kind of i remember the text and yeah. i'm sorry to jump ahead here but when okay. or it was an email saying how you know i want to focus on judah kim and the assassinations i oh, read yeah, it yeah. during a very dark like work day yeah and i just thought to myself how much lower can this go and then i got laid off a couple months later and uh, i didn't know where the bottom was well the, the thing about like i think that musical projects are fun it's the other stuff that i didn't like True like that. you know playing the vfw you know what i mean like that was the low point for me where i was just that like, was our last show you no know, the the when we played Kung Fu Necktie on like a Tuesday night and it was snowing. Remember that? Like I left like, work to do that. But, and I nobody came, up. you know? And like, nobody dude, came. like I was just thinking about this this morning, Mickey. It was like, there was a time, actually, when I was watching the video of you and I, what, how many years ago? Six years ago when Santa Claus comes on stage, you know? I remember distinctly even that evening in itself, like being on stage and not really having a 100% involved time because i kept like looking to see how many people you know what i mean yeah like yeah. counting you know being like oh, yeah. there's only 30 people here i'm not relevant no more dude escaping all that i'm so happy for it hey i, I have can... god to thank for that though in the church because yes. it's like yeah let me expound yeah. on that because yeah, back in the day trying to attain all these things for self-serving reasons uh was the way that was our mo and looking back, reflecting on those times, knowing it didn't happen, it wasn't that we didn't succeed. It wasn't that we failed. It was just God pulling us back from it. And our frustration was not uh, uh, not pure. Our frustration was like 
we wanted to mess up our lives. We wanted to make our lives worse. We wanted to contribute to this self-serving narcissistic way of life, this culture. And yeah, the culture, uh, looking yeah. back, like just yesterday, I performed the 20 year old song, like I said, for 50 residents. Understand no promotion. Best reaction I ever got. Most, you know, meaningful song I think I ever wrote. Yep. And just effortless, pure love was all it was. And that's what we were looking for, but we were looking in the wrong places. Yeah, you're right on that one, man. Because indicated for all there's, our mistakes. There's a great feeling when I come off playing two sets um, on Sundays with the church band. Like even last week, um, I woke up and I just, you know, I was just, I was like, I'm in it, dude. Like and the, immediately, and the I was thing in the, the world too. Is like playing music at 9 a.m., dude. Like it's better than like working out or hiking like in a way because it's like it lightens up all the parts of you you know i believe and it. uh last week was great dude on the, the first set right the last song sometimes the song you know one of the things that uh i think i mentioned to you on the show and i'll say it again is like god bless you <laughs> god bless you good nope. news <laughs> dude it's muddy Muddy I came here waters. yesterday, dude, with the wrong shoes, and I almost went home. Didn't. But, Wait, are those the right shoes? Yeah, these are the the wide hiking shoes. Dude, I would love to be the Bobcast personal stylist. I think this has been abundantly clear over the years. Howdy. That biker was happy. Yeah, I mean, that's a first. He had you a know? big treasure cat smile on his face. That's a first, you know? That's a first here. So then, dude, I come to a certain point where... Yeah, pocket dial ends. I um, quit Judah Kim and the assassination. Uh, when I quit Judah Kim and the assassination, everybody quits. I felt terrible about that. Um, this, that, or whatever. You know, I mean, it's the way it goes. But like to be honest, I was quitting that part of myself, and it was a hard thing to do in the beginning because it's like, what's up, man? Hey, done. It's a hard thing to do in the beginning when you're so passionate about your art. Like if you're a musician or you're somebody who has to keep their craft going, it's tough to hang it up and just be like, nah, I, I don't want to do that no more. And music had like it started to anger me, you know, Ooh. like driving all the way down to burnout, like Savannah, Georgia, to play for like eight, ten people. Being in your late 30s with a brand new kid, like, nah, dude, nah, dude, the writing was on the wall. Go ahead, my friend. The writing was on the wall there for me, and I was just like, hey, nah, man, I don't want to do that no more. And, like, the weird thing was I didn't play my bass guitar, man, for four or five years, you know? Morning. Nice sweater. Yeah, dog. I was just going to say it's an awesome sweater in your dog. Um, but, yeah, man, like, I just didn't want to do it, you know? And, like, I don't – I was reluctant to quit, but I did it. And then and this was around the time Bobby Vibration started appearing. Yeah, so then the podcast then goes on this like Morphed. tangent once where, well, the pandemic happens, right? And when was the Bobby pandemic Vibration happens, post or pre? not yet. So like basically, it was a little before through. the pando. Okay, so like when the pandemic happens, I'm still like peacocking with my ego, and I'm thinking, oh. I've got to go live on Facebook every morning and let everybody know what we were, I think, you know, like we were developing the uh, horror host, Jack Strange. <laughs> yeah. I'm working at oldies. We're working at oldies.com. Rest in peace. <sighs> that place, man. We could devote a whole podcast to that. Like I got old... some audio callers. You know, it's crazy as a guy I work with at school worked there, too, as well. 
He's like, yeah, I know, Jerry. Wow, Shout out, Jerry sense. Green. Jerry I Green. hope you're riding your trains right riding now. Riding them trains. Riding in that train. Hi, home. Listen, the most uh, profound memory from oldies.com was obtaining a DVD of This Boy's Life. Starring Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio and Robert uh, De Niro. I do remember. About? Yeah, we're back here. Sorry about that, folks. Technical possibilities. Exactly. We're on an uphill climb here. But Shout yeah, out so Miley that was, Cyrus. You know, where I'm I'm still thinking, oh, I gotta go on Facebook Live. And you know, in the beginning of when you could go live, I did it a lot. Um <clears throat> I see these videos pop up in the memories. And I used to cringe, but like I don't cringe no more because it's like a reward to see how far I've come. Like, because the voice I'm using is not my real voice. Like I'm I'm trying to sell myself like, dude. And then the pandemic just didn't last for two weeks. Nope. Then I stopped podcasting. Then. Well, then you had the downtown harvest live at Arlene's groceries. Well, Facebook. No, dude. So like, that was awesome. To be, to be quite candid. honestly, it was also real. I forgot. Like, yeah. So from 2013 until 2019, I actively tried to get Downtown Harvest back together. Why? Because it was my band. I made that band. And I had listened to people for years tell me how much the band meant to them. Hey, and, let me make a parallel real quick. Yeah. So Downtown Harvest was your ex-girlfriend. I was your new girlfriend at Pocket Dial. <laughs> and here you're revealing that the whole time you were with me, you were trying to get back with your ex? Exactly. Scoundrel. You were just a parlay. Oh, rebound. Uh, <laughs> what a exactly. rebound so high together. That was, oh, man, Pocket Dial. I listen to that stuff. It still holds up. Dude, Pocket Dial was, was great. I sent it to... Uh, no curses. My friend Ben on the show. Secretly family friend. Not ben Wagert likes Pocket Dial more than he likes Downtown Harvest, which is cool. You know, because it's... All Pocket Dial is a different ben. style completely, though, as compared to Downtown Harvest. Good morning. How you doing? But, uh, yeah, so, like... I go through like a metamorphosis at this time, dude. It's like the pandemic keeps happening. It's not letting up. And I honestly got had dark. a mental health like emergency, like at one point and uh, enter therapy. And when I enter therapy, I get introduced to a couple of people who changed my life. One was uh, this guy, Jake Ducey. Uh, if you go online and you type in Jake Ducey and you listen to his videos about Frequency, vibrations, the law of attraction. <coughs> There's a lot on it, but he was a good intro to it. Then Abraham Hicks, this woman who claims to be three people uh, at yeah. once. Okay, this is the perfect time. Can I interject yes, here? Please, yeah. Okay, I want to ask you straight up Yeah. what you think the difference is between quote-unquote manifesting your reality okay. and the power of prayer. <clears throat> prayers using the prayers using God's Wi-Fi signal through the Holy Spirit. Like when you're saying stuff, you're coming into accordance with the Holy Spirit if you're doing it correctly. But manifestation is when it's almost like okay, so like prayer is like communication, but manifestation is creation, just like God. You know, like God created us. Like and He also gave us the power within. 
to do things, but we just don't know how to get there because we're, our vibrations are so low. Our feelings about ourselves are so low. Like, so I you know, propose to you and all the listeners to just cut out the middle man. You don't need man. True. You don't need man to manifest. It's a oxymoron. It's a, it's a misnomer prayer. Look, man, look, in 2019, when I started reading Neville Goddard, The Power of Imagination. I still got that book. Yeah, it re-sparked my interest in Christianity because he based his power of manif- uh, imagination, manifestation off of scripture. And after time practicing this, I cut out the middleman. I didn't sure. need man's wisdom. I didn't need the, the ways of the world to tell me how to speak with God. And prayer for things and ask for things because we have everything we need. Take the mic. I got to pee. We have everything we need. And we're able to directly ask the Holy Spirit to talk to God to, uh, you know, give us what we want or what we need, which we already have. So it's kind of a full circle. But secularizing any kind of scripture is done throughout the entire culture. And it's time to stop calling the universe the universe. It's the Holy Spirit that is doing these things, is advocating and being your paraclete. Holy Spirit mm, I see is what you're the saying. one. I see what you're saying. Holy Spirit is the one we talk to. He's our best friend. And if we're in accordance with Jesus, God will hear the Holy Spirit and tell Jesus to give us what we need, which we already have. So technically, we have a saying in one of my Bible studies where it's very controversial, but it's not okay to be okay. All right. And culture, no, it's okay to not be okay. Is that what you just said? I said it backwards and okay. I told you it's controversial because oh. it's, they tell you it's okay to be not okay. And in our Bible study, we talk about how it's not okay to be okay. Mm. Because if you're just okay, that means you're not activating the powers that are given to you. I see what you mean. That means you're not being the complete all in full self you can be. And uh, if you're just okay, oh, I'm going about my day humdrum. I'm okay. You're not, you're not doing it right. You're not at worship and you're not feeling the power. I see what you mean. Of the Holy Spirit. And uh, yeah, I, I, I hear, I listen to all your Bobcasts and I love them. And I just love expounding on the concepts and stuff because they all basically are scripture based. The vibrations. Yep. That's awesome. I don't know what to say about the vibrations, but I know the vibes are real despite all <laughs> yeah. my, uh, yeah. you know, wisdom. Yeah. Well, wow. You know, my uh, uh, trying to attain wisdom. But yeah, let's get into how the vibes are in the, in the book. In the book, the so, books. So the Bobby Vibrations period begins then, where I start listening to this holistic stuff, and like everyone in the world is scared to death to die. And like when you're looking down that, you know, barrel of the gun of being like, "Up oh, here's my existence," one can come out the other end with some profound new discoveries. Without going to any detail until a couple years later, I can say that around this time I did have my first ego death. And that led me down a path of spirituality that uh, brought me back to Valley Green, right? So I come here every day now, but like back then, dude, I, I was here probably like once, twice a year. Something about coming back here during that time. And then, dude, the first couple of times I podcasted out here, like I was, I was like, this is a fluke. One, like I, it's really hard to do because you're out of breath. But I mean, like I got better at it. Like, you know, true but, that. Um, I, I just, I fell in love with it. And then through all that podcasting out there, and then like you said, cutting out the middleman, there was this one particular day where I, I just, I realized I wasn't out here talking to myself. I was actually having conversations 
with God. Because lots of the times I, this conversation steers towards what, what are we doing here? You know, like, why are we here? You know, and like, that's kind of like what the Bobcast has become. It went from, you know, interviewing celebrities to talking about <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jokes and skits. So talk about a character arc for the Bobcast, my podcast. There's been no greater reward to have the show also then kind of like double down as therapy. <laughs> you know, there's so many shows that I record sometimes, man, where it's like almost just for me and I don't air them, you know, because it's like I'll process out my thoughts out loud and then listen back to it. It's wild, really, you know. Yeah, that must be cathartic. Totally, man. Yeah. I mean, so I'm thankful for all that and I'm thankful for like the past 10 years and then you know, I, I get to episode 400. I also had the preconceived notion that would be a good end. You know, and uh, Pastor Tasha came on. The episode still has legs. People are still listening to it, texting me about it. And hopefully they're, I mean, I got a text the other day. Somebody was like, yeah, I really like how you, uh, you know, give a room to talk. And for me, it was like the first time I saw her as like being like a human being, you know. And not oh, like wow spiritual like being and that's like, an open door right there yeah exactly so that's what i'm really thankful for for the show is that people asked me last night at this christmas party so i mean like how much money you make from this and Oof. you know how much adverts are you getting and there was a time where i was you know pursuing that i did stuff with windows nation and things like, that's not what the show's about i'm not trying to make money with this and you said it best once and i've kept that tradition going the Bobcast, the most successful, long-running, <laughs> non-successful podcast. <laughs> it's got to be. There's no one that can compete. Uh, Good. There's nobody else out there. I mean, take a little goog of my stuff, you know? Like, There's a couple other ones that pop up, but I'm proud of that. and The discipline. You know, I'm also proud of the fact that I stuck with it, you know? Like, Downtown Harvest, uh, I think, lasted 10 years, 2000. So yeah, maybe a little bit over, you know, but... I don't think you should ever stop something now, you know, like, especially if it's something that makes you feel good from within. And if you're a creative person, you need that, dude. You need it to, you I need think, it to function. I, I think what you're getting at here is basically, basically, Bob, basically, basically that Tom is a flat circle. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. True. It is. We're out here. True Bob casting revelations always reflecting and this is a big reflection man i'm so i'm so happy to be a part of these past 10 years and various facets interactions experiences and uh it's hitting me man it's hitting me right now what do you think the most wild period <laughs> what like remember when we like we did live the bobcast episode 64 if you listen to it's yeah, a live show i just shared that with my folks yeah and I did. I, I, I believe the episode is live, right? Like, yeah, it was on my birthday at the Grape Room. Yeah, ten twenty four fourteen. I was telling somebody the other day, like you know, when we start doing the top of the world events too at Whole Foods, oh, we should we mention that. Just, like, we forgot about that, but I mean, that's glanced over. But that. that also kind of shows like how far we've come because that was our bread and butter. Like, you know, like three stages, like eight to ten bands, DJ craft beer tacos like you know it was like the best of times that all ended during covid as well but uh was that the death knell to be honest oh yeah they never opened the taco truck up again dude but uh what happened was 
statue. I said to somebody what I liked about Pocketdale. Pocketdale contained elements that Downton Harvest couldn't do. And that was the theatrics. Like the time where the Pope was in town and you rode in <laughs> on a bicycle, like all dressed in white with the bell. Remember? Hey, disclaimer, that night I wore an outfit and I have documented proof. Documented, just created. Oh, here we go. Documented proof yeah. of the outfit I wore being almost one-to-one -one of the outfit Kanye West wore at the Hollywood Bowl in L.A. when he performed his album 808s and Heartbreaks front to back. Wow. So, uh, are you going to get a check for that or what? You know, like, <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, leave it at that. You know, it was uh, quite the experience. So, yeah, the top of the worlds were great. But then we, we did this one thing where we, uh, you know, we had a lot of triggered beats and stuff like that. And there's this one particular time where we recorded like a helicopter noise. Oh, yeah. And everybody looked up. Like, I know that sounds like small, but dude, that's like one of the moments that I immersion. Go back to. It's for well, immersion and then like making people like really experience experience feel. something yeah and then when my brother would be in town and like we'd have the bride music and he would oh, enter yeah. from the back and like, i just met a guy who knew about you know? that all these 10 years later really he's like wow. i knew about a guy wearing a gas mask in a in a band yeah yeah i mean like i mean that that's the stuff that i miss too is like echoes and uh you know obviously that's not going to happen in a church band but i mean like i do wow. i mean well i mean i've seen stuff like that where they have like stuff but like dude i do want to do something one day where like you know, the pocket dial haunted house, like an experience where like I you watch a band, but like, it's like a full immersion with like set pieces and like a storyline, you know, because it's like you go to those rides in Disney World and they all have like some sort of story. It'd be interesting for a band to be able to pull that off, too, because it's like you could only you could work one day only and like start work at 12, get done at eight and perform just like three songs like every hour, you know, like but like you could have pre-recorded stuff and then live stuff like it would be wild but i mean like that's a goal and then in the next 10 years we are going to accomplish that i'm also going to bring <laughs> my idea seven years ago i really wanted to bring meow wolf if you look up meow wolf online it's an indoor art installation mary yanni from uh, country hawken really wanted to make it happen i still think in 10 years time we could make something like that because Towards the end of the 2000s, 2010s, like, you know, there was the escape rooms and stuff like that. They're still out there. But uh, I want to have, like, a in menu. There? I want to have the disco house, dude, you know? Oh, man. That's Fruitation. my goal for the next 10 years is to take all the stuff from the podcast and put it into a physical location in a way, you know? You want me to brainstorm on this? Yes. Because I halt myself well, whenever what, I try we to can even go, on your ideas. We can even go back to the year 2000. Time travel? Five when you tried to purchase or get somebody to yeah what was that area called it was across from hollywood high school but what was the name of it you're going to call it i forget the name that's a good question the um, armory or the renaissance that maybe the renaissance that was the time but you were trying to rent a commercial property where we would across live. the street from hollywood high school to be kind of like a shady hangout for the locals and uh <clears throat> business and you know what the cobra snake became what supreme is just a storefront slash chill spot skate shop style uh, cultural uh, moment or impact you know the door studio where was that that was right there i yeah. think it was right there danny sugarman i think so yeah i think that's where i got the idea from live fast die young by danny sugarman danny sugarman oh man it's been a great 10 years bobby it has been a great 10 years what a what a up and down man i know but you know what it's been steady though the whole time with consistency somebody said to me the other day like well how don't you have more episodes i'm like 
I ain't got no budget like that, dude. I still got to go to work. If I had my own way about things, dude, I would definitely do this every single day. You know what I mean? Like, let's pray. On that's that, a goal. Man. That's let's a prayer. That. And uh, taking things into the next level, making a physical location. You know how we're going to get the money? Well, guess what? Ten years ago, didn't have God, didn't have Jesus in my life, didn't have prayer in my life, dude. You know what I mean? In fact, I just thought to myself, shit would just fall from the air. You know what I mean? But now, right, now I right, feel a little right. bit better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, wow, that guy's got um, like a huge, huge, these campers are like, well, hikers, but what's he got there? It looks like he's carrying like a, he's got a studio on his back, beer pong table. He's got a big studio rucksack. But yeah, goals too is like to keep coming out here. Am I going to go back into the studio one day? Sure. Yeah, whatever. But the door's open for anybody who wants to come and talk. I know some people, I, I, I can't tell you how many people I talk to who are like, Oh man, I really like to do that. I'm so nervous. I'm just like, about what, dude? Yeah, I, I, my heart goes out and I pray for those people. Check yeah. it out. One more thing I do want to add is the difference between our last podcast and this one. Yeah. Is that, you know, I've still, I've broken my fast mm -hmm. and you've, hearing you when I haven't eaten in eight days, yeah. I feel like I'm listening to like a locomotive, like high speed train, <laughs> yeah. but I hear you now, like with the food and the calories. Oh, got it's you, like, got you, got you. Yeah. I hear you, you know, I don't not, I don't, I'm not disassociated. I'm not the de mm, yeah. distance or detoxified. Does the fast make you really disassociate? It's, it's, the, yeah. it's, it's almost psychedelic. It's not psychedelic, but it's, it's uh it alters your consciousness. It alters your state of mind. It's yeah, yeah. like, experiencing the opposite of intoxication obviously detoxification mm, yeah, and it's yeah. a revelation i recommend anyone tries it and does it and you know not listen to the world romans what four three i i don't know scripture like that yet i've never been good at math or anything me like neither. that when you try so to like tell, me people tell me like yeah I'm like, i don't know where this is you know i'm scared you but know? it's important you know what i mean once you learn that, it opens up doors. But yeah, celebrating 10 years, I guess um, I really want to give a shout out to uh, my first guest, Didgeridrew. Drew uh, He was on episode 50, I think episode 100. And then after that, I stopped bugging him because he's very, he's not a podcaster. You know what I mean? He's a very private kind of guy and he can be a little shy sometimes, but I just wanted to say, dude, like, uh, thanks for being there for the first one. Didgeridoo, Didgeridrew. Love you, man. And to all the fans and the people who listen. And then, you know, I love when someone like sends me a comment out of nowhere that's an answer to something I said on the show or like a reflection of something. Like when you send me something, I'm just I like, talk about did I say day. that, dude? Like, I could talk about the podcast But I love that, day. though. And I, but for, for me personally, though, I really think that I want it to be something that allows you to feel at peace like I do when I'm out here. And I also want it to be something that can help you find an element of spirituality in your life in your life that will bring you peace and i'm going to do that by just simply reflecting upon what i found to be true and i'm never ever going to try to convert you because this isn't jehovah you know what i mean this is bob so shout out to my boy mickey too for being a very big part of the show Thank over the you. years throughout various different phases as we all covered in this last hour of the show and uh looking forward to uh the next 10 years by that time i'll be 53 see uh, you in 2034 for the 20 year reunion Sounds about right. <laughs> Live from Town Manor West. My name's Bob, and this has been another episode of True Bobcast. Bob. Later.